0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Sandy. I am the founder and chief love officer at LastFirstDate.com. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Last for State Radio is an acclaimed show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. We have a great show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with Jim Harsha about why heartbreak leads to your best relationship. And I love this topic, failure, heartbreak. We often feel devastated like this is the end. But when you tune in, you can learn so much from the things that feel like failure. So very excited to have Jim on the show. As a dating coach, I specialize in helping women date as the high value women that they are in every other part of their lives. And I believe that's true for men as well. That when you know your value and you know your own worth, then you attract the best people into your life. And One of the things that I absolutely love, love, love to do is to help women recognize their value and express their value through all of their communication. Um, I am a communications expert and um, wanted to let you know some exciting news. This hasn't actually been published yet, but I just updated my products tab on my website. So if you go to lastfirstdate.com, and you click products, I converted all of my high-priced courses into do-it-yourself courses for you so that they're affordable to everybody. And one of those courses is a course on communication with men, how to understand and communicate with men. I have a course on online dating for women over 40. I have a course on overcoming fears in dating and relationships, and that's a brand new course, and that's for men or women. And... Um, I have a course on dating success it's called ACE to Date. All four of them are now lowered in price, lower in price and, and affordable and available to all of you. I also want to invite you while you're over at LastFirstDate.com to sign up for my free guide on the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and how you can turn them around to find lasting love. There are actionable tips on how you can turn these mistakes around, these mistakes that we don't even see that we have often because we're too close to them. So if you don't yet have a copy, just go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up right there on my home page. Also, one last note is if you're not yet a member of my Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date, please join us. We have almost 450 members now, and the conversation is so amazing on on this page women come here to this is just for women over 40 by the way Uh, but women come here to get insights into the dating struggles that they have and also to share successes and i have to tell you that one of my inner circle members from my group coaching just got engaged we have some members of this group that just got engaged and so people are finding love at every age at every stage in life, and I would love for you to go on your last first date, so please join us at any of those many, many ways to to get connected. I want to give a shout-out to my sponsor, Audible. If you are a person like me who loves to read but doesn't always have time, and you're in the car or you're out walking or you're at the gym, Audiobooks are the best. Audible has one of the largest selections of audiobooks. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash lastfirstdate. And now I'm going to introduce our fabulous guest. His name is Jim Harshaw, and he has learned many life lessons on the wrestling mat. Having been a Division I All-American and one three ACC championships for the University of Virginia. He's trained at the Olympic Training Center and competed for Team USA. He has experienced significant triumph and devastating defeat. He relates those powerful lessons of failure, struggle, and setback to empower his audiences to overcome their own challenges. He is a speaker, a coach, and a host of a podcast called Wrestling with Success. Welcome to the show, Jim Harshaw.
0: Hey, Sandy. It's great to be here.
1: Thank you. Great to have you. So failure, failure and success, and boy, learning on the wrestling mat, that's a, that's a good place to learn because when you're, when you're in any kind of sport, um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of failure before you succeed, and it's not just about winning, I'm sure. Um, so tell us, a little bit more about, you know, why you talk about failure.
0: Yeah, this is, first of all, your audience is probably wondering why in the heck you have a wrestler on the show <laughs> and how this is going to be relevant to them. But I promise you, I promise you for the listener, keep listening. It's going to be extremely relevant. Uh, this message is relevant for, for, for so many people, uh, especially your audience. This is, this is a perfect message. and I'm so glad you had me on. You know, I, uh, you know, a, a lot of my life as an athlete was failure. You know, so I, I, I you know, you read my bio, and it's, you know, there's, there's this, you know, tremendous success that I had, and but so much of it for me felt like failure. And as I, I as I left athletics and you know, been out of sports for for almost two decades now. You know, and I look back on my time as an athlete. You, you know, you gain perspective. And about five years ago, I was in a situation, Sandy, where um, I had a, a failed business. Um, I had failed business, and um, my my finances, my family finances, were a wreck. My relationship with my wife wasn't where it was where it, it should have been. I wasn't focused on my family and present with my family when I was at home. My wife and kids, and and things just weren't where I envisioned them being, you know, I was at one point successful. And I look back and I said, well, why was I successful then? And how can I replicate that in my life now? And that, that's a lot about what, what I want to talk about today. It's hitting the pause button and sort of reflecting back on other times where you've been successful and figuring out what was, uh, what was going on then and how you can replicate that now. Because so many of us in every walk of life, whether it's Athletics, or business, or relationships, or health and fitness—we we see people who are successful, and we say, "Oh man, look at look at them! It must be so easy for them." But on my on my podcast, and, and what I've realized going through life is that the most successful people at, at anything—again, at relationships, at anything else. They've been through failure. They've been through struggle, and we don't see that. You know, we see the we see the movie star, you know, on TV, or we see the uh, the successful athlete on, on you know winning the championship and getting the big checks, and we see the successful people, you know, doing the things that we wish we were doing, and we say, "Gosh, it must have been so easy for them." Well, it's different for me because my situation is this. But when you but when you start to talk to those people, those people that we we put on a pedestal as successful they've endured the same struggles, the same failures, the same setbacks and obstacles as you and I. It's just that they've gotten up one more time, every time. And and how do we do that, right? do How do we, how we pushing? How do we keep trying even though we fail? You know, how do we keep getting up one more time every time, even though, We've failed, and it's, it's the same, you know, you can ask yourself that, that question about, you know, you hear stories about, you know, moms who lifted the car up off of their child who got run over, you know, how are they able to, how is anybody able to do anything that's really, really hard, and you have, you know, the, the answer to that really is, is you have to have a big enough reason why, you know, and you have to live by that reason why. Um, but that's, that's why this topic is, is, is very relevant for your audience. And, and that's, um, that's a lot about, you know, that's really what I learned first as an athlete and then uh, by reflecting back on my life.
1: Well, that's uh, interesting. Um, I, I agree with you. I think we often don't see the, the downside of of people who are successful and and the path that they've taken to get there and i actually love hearing stories of struggle and triumph and it is true that the people who succeed just have they persevere i mean people have talked about grit as being a really important part of success and that was a big ted talk about grit and and it was debated is that really true is it not true I think it is true. I think that um, I can tell you in my own field, I actually just got off a call with somebody who is going to interview me for um, to help other coaches succeed in their businesses because a lot of coaches quit when they don't have success and they're not really taught how to run a business. And so they have passion, but they don't really know how to take their failures and then apply lessons learned and keep working towards success. Um, so there's so much to talk about here when it comes to failure and success. Um, so I like what you say about the big why. Um, and so if we take this and we put it into um, the dating arena, because I see this every day on my, in my Facebook group. I am quitting online dating. I have had it. I, was, I had a date scheduled last night with a guy. He never showed up. I, you know, this guy disappeared, this happened, this happened. And so people just say, it's not worth it. I don't want to put myself out there anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what would you say to somebody who said that?
0: I would say it, it goes back to that why. And so I have, when, when I hit that point where I had this failed business and my relationship was failing and my finances were failing and everything was kind of a mess in my life, about this just about five years ago, I, I reflected back on a time when I was successful, and I said, how do I, how do I take the lessons? Because we always talk, you know, you hear people talk about, you know, all the life lessons that you learn in sports, and it's so valuable. It's like, well, okay, how do I, how do, I do that? I'm in this crisis period of my life. How, how, do I, how do I learn from that? So the first thing that I realized is that when, when I was successful as an athlete, it was because I was able to get up one more time every time after these – failure after failure after failure. And I talked about that. I know you did a TED talk and and I did a TED talk as well. And my TED talk was called Mm -hmm. why I teach my children to fail. And, and in that TED talk, I, I, I talk about this experience, but the reason why I was able to keep getting up was because I I had something that was very important to me and I knew what was very important to me. Okay. So I, I hit the pause button on my life and, and it really when when I was competing, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I could have written down my values, but I, but I knew them then. And, and now I'm at this crisis point in my life. Fast forward, I was in this crisis point, and I, and I sat down and I said, okay, what's important to me? And and I understood what's important to me, and I said, it, it's my faith, it's my family, it's fit, which I, I kind of broke this down into the four Fs for for myself to remember remembered easier is, faith, family, fit, and fun. So faith, family, or self-explanatory fit was more, is not only about fitness, but also uh, a job and a lifestyle that fits my interests. And then fun is, is, a, is a value that I have. And, and so I would say to your listener or, or your, uh, the members of your Facebook community that you know, whenever you experience that failure, that, that, that setback, that obstacle, that adversity, once again, you have to say, okay, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit online dating. I'm gonna you know, quit whatever the, the case might be. What's my why? Why am I on I'm doing the online dating? I'm, uh, if I go back to that why, then I'm able to push through. I'm able to say, okay, this sucks. This hurts. This is you know another setback. Another setback. I've been set back time and time and time again. But if you go back to your why, if you if that why hasn't changed, then neither then then you shouldn't quit if that thing is mm-hmm. if that is still important to you then you shouldn't you shouldn't quit i had actually had a guest on on my podcast wrestling with success just a few weeks ago and, and 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 we had the discussion of how do you know when to quit and his which is such a hard thing to answer because you know at some point you should quit certain things and he said you sh- you, you shouldn't quit something because it's hard you should quit mm-hmm. something because it doesn't align with what you're trying to accomplish or how you see yourself as a person, you should quit then. But if it, if, if it aligns with who you see yourself as becoming, then you shouldn't quit because it's hard. And, mm-hmm. and I said that, that sounds like what uh, the situation that probably a lot of your listeners may be in. And, and it's easier said than done. It's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's easier for me to sit here in my chair and, and say this to you in an interview. But when you're in the throes of this, when you're in the, the depths of this struggle, it's hard. I mean, it's so it's, it's hard. It, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard for you, just the same as it was hard for anybody, anybody who has ever achieved something important to them, right? So, you know, achieving anything worthwhile isn't easy. And, and someone mm-hmm. told me once, they said, no, there, there are certain things that are easy, that are, that are worthwhile doing. I said, no, they're not easy. I said, they're simple, but they're not easy for certain things, mm-hmm. you know. But, right. but anything worthwhile doing, is not easy. It's going to come with struggle. It's going to come with setback. It's going to come with failure. It's going to come with hurt and broken hearts. And I remember, I remember the first time that I had my heart broken. It was actually, uh, I, I, I was at the Olympic training center that summer and I was talking to one of the Olympic athletes and he said, yeah, everybody's got to go through that. And I was like, and it, and it made it so much more bearable for me. And I said, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. Because, you know, if everybody has to go through it and and I did, you know, and, and I went through it just like everybody else has to go through at some point in their lives. And and when you normalize that struggle, when you realize there's others that are failing and that are struggling and facing setbacks and adversity, you go, okay, that, that I, I get it now. You know, I just actually just got off of an interview that I did with a a, a podcast for dads that, um, you know, I, re- I reflected back on a time when my next door neighbor. She, we had, we had just had our first child, and he was, you know, a few months old, and, and colic, and you know, awake, long nights awake, crying throughout the middle of the night for hours, and and she said, you know, Jim, when you feel like you're the only parent up in the middle of the night, walking up and down the hall, trying to get your crying baby to to calm down, realize that there are legions legions of other parents out there dealing with the same thing, and that made sense, mm-hmm. and I said. It's like and it's the same in the dating game, it's the same in relationships. That's failure and struggle. It's 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 normal. It doesn't feel good, but it happens to everyone and there's others out there going through it too.
1: It's true, and that's a really good point, and that's actually why I started my group, because community is so helpful when you're going through anything. And it's also good to celebrate, you know to celebrate the good. And I always tell people when they private message me and say, I'm engaged, or we're nothing, I'm like, tell everybody, you know, they need to know that there's happy endings out there. Yeah. That, that they're, you know, that it's possible for them. Yeah. And again, they may look at it just like you said at the beginning and say, oh, well, it was easy for her. You know, she's got, right. she lives here. She's got this privilege. She's got right. that. Not true. Um, right. And so much of all of this in life is mindset it's how you see it it's what you do with it but the why is elusive to a lot of people and um, i was listening to a podcast last night and somebody was saying she's a dating coach also and she said i ask people what they want and they say oh i I want i want that big love i want to have it i'm really just i'm yearning for it and then she'll say why and it's like blank Mm
0: -hmm. quiet
1: they have no idea
0: yeah, and it's a hard question. So, it's a hard question to ask, and it's a it hard is. question to answer. But, but it's, it's the question to answer, right? Yeah. It's a hard one. But, you know, that's the value of, of, of signing up for one of your programs or being in part of your, in your groups is because when you ask yourself this, if you're driving down the road, you can kind of let yourself off the hook and you don't really have to answer it or your mind drifts off and, and you don't really answer the question. But if you have somebody else that asks you that question of why, it's mm-hmm. like, whew. And then you actually you struggle and through that that answering process and you come out with your why and it's like oh okay now i've verbalized it it makes a lot more sense it makes it more concrete
1: yeah yeah and it's it's the motivator for business it's you know it's the thing that keeps me going is knowing that i can help people and and that i have certain gifts that i can't use any in any other part of my life um, you know, and I think that that definition of what is, you know, wh- when do you quit is such an interesting one, too. I love that because, you know, when people leave a marriage, let's talk about about that, you know, leave a relationship. Mm. You know, it's okay. it's if you quit just because it was hard or because you had conflict, um, that's a bad reason. <laughs> that's that's right. because it was hard. And, you know, if you've tried everything and you realize we're totally out of alignment, this doesn't work for me. I need to get out. Um, and I remember hearing Dr. Phil say years and years ago that when you leave a relationship, when you're really angry, you haven't really worked through enough to get to the right place to yeah. leave the relationship. Good it point. You be know, a of, point. Right.
0: Yeah. One of my guests. You, you, um, he is the TV show host for a, a TV, new TV show. It's a really great show called Fit to Fat to Fit. It's on A It's a really cool show. But anyway. Drew Manning um, just went through a divorce, and it was really hard for him to share this. But you know, he kind of recently has been been sharing it more and more. But he left. He and his wife are on great terms, which I was like, wow, well, how does that happen? You know, I mean, gosh, I'm mm-hmm. married, still married to my wife, and we're not even always on great terms. You know, <laughs> right. and and uh, and and I that, that's really interesting that you brought that up about what Doctor Phil said because that's that's a good point. You know, you have to to really. You know, exhausts all options, and if it doesn't align with what, how you how you see yourself, then 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 you leave for for logical reasons as opposed to just maybe right. emotional reasons. We'll
1: leave for the right reasons, and I for think the right yeah. Reasons. I and when I left my husband, I was really pretty much exhausted. <laughs> it's just like I'm done. I'm done. I've tried everything. I'm not angry at you. I just we can't. This doesn't work. Yeah. And actually, we got along better in the last three years of our separation than probably wow. our entire marriage, and my kids were very confused. You know, <laughs> you're going for walks together, you're talking things out, and it was a gift. It was a gift of our divorce wow. that we could talk things out, and, you know, it's still not simple. Sure. Um, there's a reason we're divorced, but but I really value kindness and connection, and so that's, that's a value of mine. So I have... To I make it work. Um, Let's talk about your TED Talk, because that's fascinating to me. Um, I also teach my children to fail. Um, So I I would love to hear your perspective, and and if you could just kind of sum up your TED Talk and why you chose to
0: talk about this. Yeah, I chose – it was interesting how the whole TED Talk came about. It was on such short notice that I I heard about this opportunity to apply, and it was – it was just this topic that's been on my heart. It was it, it, the, the title was Why I Teach My Children to Fail, but the message is meant for everybody because everybody struggles with failure. It's not, it's not a talk about my children or kids or how to teach youth and adolescents how to fail. It's a, it's a, it's a talk about... How we as people can learn the value of failure, and how we put that in perspective. So um, the why I chose it is just because it was it was it was just it was on my heart. You know, it had been on my heart for a long time, and and I had an opportunity to put that into a, uh, a cohesive message and share it with the world. And the response has just been tremendous. And you know, I if there's so much pain out in the world, Sandy, that I see because of failure and struggle and adversity and setback and some people like me, I I was just endlessly blessed to have amazing people in a, through athletics coaching me through that failure because I tell you, Sandy, and I talk about this in my TED talk, I say, you know, my goal is to become a Division One All American and I failed my freshman year, I failed my sophomore, I failed my junior year. at the end in my junior year I, I found myself again in the locker room, my face buried in a towel in tears, wondering you know why can't i do this you know maybe it's not meant to be maybe i just don't have what it takes which i promise you some of your listeners in some way whether it's in relationships or some other part of their life they're feeling that way either right now to a high degree or to a low degree i don't know somewhere on that sliding scale but we've all been there right we've all felt that hopelessness like i guess i just can't do this i guess
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm just it's just not meant to be for me and I wanted to share that so bad, and I, I still share it. And I get to talk now and speak at different, you know, to different companies and groups and organizations and schools about this, on this topic of failure now, because, because everyone feels it, because everyone experiences it, and, and it's so relevant, and there's so much pain out there. But, and if you're not blessed enough, like I was, to have other people sort of guide you through this process and go, it's okay, because this is... Part of the path. This is you're part of your. This is a stepping stone in your path to success. If you don't have that, you just languish in your self doubt. And and you uh-huh. mentioned something earlier, and you, you said um, it's a mindset. And you know you grow up hearing about like you know mindset and, and attitude and change your attitude. It's like well what does what does that mean? Change your attitude? Is it a is it uh, an exercise that I do or is it a is it clothing that I put on or is it a Switch that I have to flip? What, what does that mean? You know, and it's and, it, and it's 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 I boil it down to this, um, and I'll give you a quote that I heard a while back. It's it's it was this. It was if your mind is a supercomputer, your self-talk is the program that's running it. So it's the words that we say. It's whether it's the actual words that we say out loud, the words that we say to ourselves, that little voice going on inside of our head. Um, it, it's the, it's the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, you know, if I'm saying online dating is just not for me or, you know, success in a relationship is, you know, at this point in my life is just not for me. Well, then guess what? You're right. If, if you keep telling uh-huh. yourself that, you're going to convince yourself of that and you're going to live yourself that, live that that way. You're going to, you're going to live in, in that, in, you're going to, you know, the phone calls that you make, the emails that you send, the words that you say, the, Interactions that you have with people are all going to be based on this story that you're telling yourself. And you know what? You have to. You you might have to. You're going to feel like you're you're trying to trick yourself or lie to yourself initially by saying, you know, that that you are worthy. But you know, you, you are okay because there's other people in the world who have succeeded. There are lesser people in the world who have succeeded at this than you. So you are capable of doing this, and it's just a matter of of repeating it to yourself until you start believing it because you should believe it because you have every reason to believe it and if you sat down and I told yourself told you give me 3 reasons write down 3 reasons why you are capable everyone could write down those 3 reasons i don't care about how many reasons you have that you can't but you have reasons that you can and therefore you will and you can if you if you put your mind to it and if you just if you say those words you will start to the, the, the action will follow those words Mm.
1: yeah self talk oh my God, all those negative little gremlins that live in our heads sure. um, It's so much of what what we do in coaching is to help people to quiet those thoughts, to calm the thoughts, to really replace them with positive thoughts, because if you're putting one in, you could put the other one in, like you said That's it's, right. it's really it's what you're feeding into it. Um, I think there's that indian that old Indian legend about the wolf and what you feed it. I don't remember the exact one, but it's like, you know, it's whatever you feed it is what it becomes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, so... Um, so... So, how, so you went back into your, just to finish up your story, so you went back to take the lessons of success that helped you through. So during a, this hard time when you felt like a failure, you had coaches who helped you. Is that, is that who pulled you through?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was two things. It was coincidentally the the, the, the guy that was my sports psychologist, when I was in college, who helped me get over my mental barrier of of feeling like I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not capable enough to become an all-American to reach my goal. The man who helped me <clears throat> overcome that, um, he still lived in Charlottesville, Virginia. Still does now, um, in in that, which is where I live at you know in Charlottesville, which is where University of Virginia is, and so I tracked him down, and we had stayed in touch, sort of. Briefly and periodically over the years, but we got together and spent some time together, and uh, we did an assessment together and learned a little bit more about myself and why I felt that way. And so I got a coach to help me through it, and then uh, and then I started a mastermind group and um, I actually identified some some folks in the community who I thought uh, I could re- I relate well. I, I did relate to well. Actually, I started with one person who I know had similar thoughts and philosophies and hopes and aspirations as me. Um, and I called him. I didn't know him. I actually uh, had interacted with him through an online forum and uh, for business owners. And um, I knew he lived about 20 miles away. So I was like, you yeah, know, I'm going to shoot him an email. And we got together, had coffee, and said, hey, let's, let's get a third person. And the three of us got together and we said, hey, let's get a fourth person. We grew up to a six, uh, seven people now. And we get together once a month and we talk about our weaknesses and our strengths and our wins and our losses and our, you know, uh, we provide each other feedback and advice and guidance and help and connections. And it's been uh, a really, those are the two things that really helped me get through that uh, that process. But but I mm. um, also, you know, so I, I, I recognize this process of number one, understanding my values, you know, what was important to me. Uh, when I was an athlete, it worked, and then I replicated that in my life. And then the second thing is I created goals that aligned with those values. I had that in place in my life as an athlete, and then I replicated those and created goals that aligned with my new values uh, as a 35-year-old and uh, you know father of three at the time, now four, uh, and husband. I created those new goals, and then uh, the the third step was creating an environment with in in which i could achieve those goals just like i had when i was an athlete i was in the right environment um i i created that environment um for myself to be successful and uh and then fourth uh, I, I implemented a plan for following through and those are the four pieces that i had in my life in as an athlete and those are the four pieces that i replicated in my life uh five years ago and and my life has been on a completely different trajectory ever since and it's uh it's you know, my relationships better than it's ever been with my wife and, and my children, and um, health, fitness, finances, everything is uh, everything is back in order and, uh, and on the right trajectory. And it's uh, and it's great. it's been it's been just a, a big revelation that I've enjoyed sharing with people.
1: Mm, that's great. Well, it all makes perfect sense to take those steps, and they're really good steps. Um, you really have to go back to. What are your core values? Because so many people don't know. And, and honestly, when I started taking coaching classes, was, that was the first time that I really sat down and defined my core values. And if you're living a life out of alignment, which I did for most of my marriage, um, you just you can't thrive. You just can't. And when you define your values and you can align with them and you get support, Mastermind group I have a mastermind group too i have a I have accountability partners um I have Facebook groups that support me I mean there's so many ways for people to get support today. hire a coach um, and then implement plans set goals implement them i mean if you have structure in your life it it just changes your life I mean to sit down every day and know that you have a plan and you're working towards something and yeah. um it's just it's really Amazing what happens when you come from that place.
0: That's right. And then failure um, almost becomes, not, not irrelevant, but it just becomes, they become, instead of mountains you have to cross, they become bumps you have to get over.
1: Yeah, so and they get, it gets easier each time. And it's because right. you, your perspective shifts, and now they're That's stepping right. stones, and it's, you know you can get up. You know, like I had a coach friend who used to say, you've slain bigger dragons. Like, you, right. you know, you got this. You know, you can take from your past experience and say, well, I overcame this, so I have the tools to do this, and without failure, and this goes back to our children and how we raise our kids, um, people can't learn, and, you know, I, I, unfortunately, my kids were brought up by two parents who had very different ideas about teaching their children to fail, and um, you know, I was looked at as the bad guy for a long time, and I I really had to had to help them shift their perspective because they started to see, oh, it's actually good for us to learn on our own. Oh, thank you for teaching me responsibility. Thank you for teaching me that I had to earn my own money. They value things more when yeah. they've when they learn their lessons, and it's yeah. there's. It's it's really an epidemic in today's society where parents yeah. try to um, do too much for their children, and there's a term, actually, there was a woman who wrote a book called The Blessing of a Skin Knee. Did you ever read that book?
0: No, I haven't.
1: It's a really good book. Um, it's really written from a values perspective from a psychologist who saw so many people come into her practice who... We're giving their kids the wrong messages and really skewed values. And, um, and the point is, skin your knee, fall down, you'll yeah. get up again. That's how you learn. And she said that when kids go to college, and this was, I heard her speak like probably 10 years ago, she said there was a term for these kids who would come into college with no backbone, without any skills because their parents did everything for them. And they would call them teacups because they were so fragile. Um, you don't want to raise teacups, <laughs> and, uh,
0: right? You
1: know, <laughs> you want to, you want to have kids who can fall down, get the crack in the teacup, get back up again. You know, brush your knees off, and so that's you know, bringing yep. it back to relationships. That that whole idea of heartbreak. First of all, it means that you've taken a risk. You know, yeah. you've you've loved. You haven't stayed in your little cocoon all safe and shut everything down and said, Well, I'd rather be alone. Um, it means that you've taken a risk and, and that, you're, that you're open to love. And that's, that's also a first important step. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, there's so much more to say about this. It's a fascinating topic, and I, I really appreciate um, what you've shared with us today, Jim.
0: Well, I, I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, I could talk for days about this stuff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. This is great.
1: It's my pleasure. So um, thank you. And please tell our audience how they can find out more about you.
0: Yeah, you know, my my audience is, is mostly former athletes, um, but you can certainly my, – my TED Talk is, is highly relevant for everybody, so you can go to my website, jimharshawjr.com, com, and uh, there's a link in the menu, uh, right on the menu on the homepage for – the, uh, for the TED Talk. Also, if you're interested in learning about how to create a mastermind group, you can just enter your email address in, uh, in, in the box on the homepage there, and you'll get access to uh, a 10-page uh, group, a 10-page ebook I created on how to create your own mastermind group. And you also actually get access to this four-step Blueprint for Success that I call it, that I teach through my programs, um, you can get access to that through a free PDF download on my website as well. So, yeah, jimharshawjr.com, and then on Twitter, just uh, at jimharshaw, and on uh, Instagram, Junior, Facebook, Junior.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, Jim. really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck to you. I hope you fail often and get up each time.
0: (laughs) That's right. Get up one more time every time. Thanks, Andy. And you too, as well.
1: Thank you. And uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us here today. And I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.